brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Studios. This is the American Gun Show, presented by Sig Sauer. Now your host, the defender of your rights, and the voice of freedom, Jason Reed. And welcome in to the Satellite Freedom 515 Studios, right here from North Jetson, Indiana. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Jason Reeve, your host. Welcome into the American Gun Show. I am the voice of freedom, and we are going to be talking a lot tonight because there has been no shortage of news that has been happening uh, with our gun rights. And uh, we've got a lot that we're going to talk about. I want to welcome in my guest, my co-host of Freedom and Reason, Voice of Reason, Nick Messer. Nick, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Oh, we got ourselves a long list of things that we are going to have to go about today. Uh, first and foremost, I want to get your reaction to the assault weapons ban that we saw pass the House by uh, a two, what was it, 217 to, 217 to 213 vote last week. And of course, the, the, the big news about it was that Republicans were warning us about this bill. Uh, Representative Lowen Boebert warned that the Democrats were working behind the scenes to rally enough support to vote on this measure. The legislation is not expected to pass the Senate, however. But in one of the most startling admissions that we had right before the vote was a Republican congressman said that he would yield his time to uh, any Democrat that would explain why we are banning guns in common use. And of course, Jerry Nadler took the bait and said, that's what the bill's designed to do. And he said, ban guns in common use. And he said, yes, because they're in common use. Folks, that right there was a declaration of 
we're taking your guns. Nick, am I right or wrong? That's absolutely right. Jerry, Jerry Nadler does not believe that you need to have a firearm because that stands in the way of what Democrats want to do to this country. So the big question is, you know, we also had, you know, Jim Jordan in, in that same hearing, the uh, House Judici- Judiciary Committee. Jim Jordan was going on. Now, this was something that angered both me and you because we're veterans. We served our country. And Jim Jordan said, Mr. S- uh, Chairman, would you be OK with drafting and, co- and sponsoring a bill that would raise the minimum age to sign up for the draft? to 21 like we do with the right to own a firearm in this country. And Jerry Nadler said, no, I'm not going to support that because if we need people to send to war, we got to get people. Right. Right. At 18, you're old enough to go fight for those rights, but you're not old enough to exercise them. It's, it's really unbelievable to me. And, you know, there's a part of me that says we are all, you know, we share some blame in this, us in the, in the gun, pro-gun community. We show some blame in this. And what I mean by that is that we need to stop being apathetic when it comes to the other side, because the other side doesn't care about us. They hate us. Plain mm-hmm. and they hate You're us. In the way. They hate the fact that we stand up to them. They hate the fact that we stand up for our rights. And they could care less. If we were all wiped out, they would not bat an eye. But yet we're, we show apathy. And I'm not saying in some places it's not good to show that a- apathy, like, you know, the victims of school shootings, mass shootings, things like that. Of course, we're apathetic to those instances. But showing apathy to the other side because they have the, the, moral, the moral high ground, as they like to call it. We have the moral high ground. That's partially why we're in this position. Yeah, I agree. You know, and we cannot, we have to have a divergence between the apathy that we feel towards the victims of these horrible instances, these horribly traffic, tragic instances, and those people who want to use those tragedies as an excuse to create more situations for those tragedies to happen. Just be, just because somebody wants to do something about those tragedies, it doesn't make them morally superior. Yeah, um, that is 100% true. The other thing is this too, folks, and I want to make this point very clear. It's likely to die in the Senate. You still need to be calling your, your senator. Mm-hmm. Because keeping in mind, a month ago, 15 senators crossed the aisle and voted for that bipartisan gun control bill. Yes. Including a senator from Indiana who I've been very vocal about. But you had senators that you you wouldn't think would do it. The, the usual suspects showed up there, the Susan Collins, the Lisa Murkowski's, the uh the um Rom or Mitt Romney, but you mm-hmm. had like Lindsey Graham, Cornyn, Young. These people said that they would protect the Second Amendment, and yet they voted for gun control legislation. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, he's another one, the Senate Minority Leader. 
his whole reasoning for voting for that gun control bill was, well, we're not winning a lot of suburban women, so maybe this might help us win some suburban women. So you're going to play with my constitutionally protected right so you can get more votes, so you can get elected. Right. That's, that is dangerous. Mm-hmm. That the fact of the matter still stands is, is that regardless of, you know, you can see, obviously, regardless of what political affiliation that a lot of these Congress people have, they care nothing about what actually happens in this country and only about maintaining their power base. Well, yeah, and we've seen that this is uh, you have some now, don't get me wrong. There are some congressional people that they're definitely a bit on the kooky side. And I can say that on, on both sides of the aisle because, you know, you, you have like the, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the AOCs. They're right. pretty extreme on both sides of the aisle. But the fact of the matter is, is that, folks, these politicians are playing a game of, I don't even know what game you call it, but they're playing, they're gambling with your rights. They're gambling and, with your lives. They're putting and, you in, 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 in positions of being in danger. And the thing is this, and I, I want to point this out because Neil McCabe made this, Neil McCabe made this uh, out on armed American radio last week. And I thought it was important to bring this up on the show. Neil McCabe said 10 years ago, he never would have thought that the first amendment would be restricted in this country. And it's happening right now. You are seeing restrictions on the first amendment. The First mm -hmm. Amendment basically, in a nutshell, says I can say what I want without being prosecuted for it. Right. And yet, have you been censored on YouTube? Have you been censored on Facebook, Twitter? Of course people have. Because there is no thought. The, the left, their way of thinking is we don't have time for a dissenting opinion. Or they just don't want you... They just don't want you talking about a period. They want you to go back to sleep, quit paying attention, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, so to speak, and go about living your life and let us do what, what we want to do. You know, you can say what you want to say about Donald Trump, whether you love him or hate him, and it, but it does not change the fact that he woke up a large portion of the United States citizenry to what is actually going on behind the scenes in our government. People are paying attention, and it's scaring the bejesus out of the powers that be. Oh, yeah, absolutely it is. We're going to talk more about that in the next segment um, because it, it's an important fact to bring up. Nick, I, I want to read a tweet here by Newtown Action Alliance. This is the group that was founded after the Sandy Hook uh, shooting uh, by Poe Murray, who is their president. And they tweeted out, quote, an individual right to carry a gun was never in the Second Amendment, and yet activist Supreme Court justices have gifted the gun lobby with the Heller and Buren decisions. It's time for the Senate Democrats to end the filibuster and expand the court to restore balance. You know, it. Newtown has a lot of dumb things to say, and the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, the word keep means to have, the mean bear means to carry and the word infringed means you cannot go in the act of limiting or restricting it 
Right. Or infringement means you're in the act of limiting or restricting it. Right. The Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Correct. Not, not police, not law enforcement, not the military, the people. Right. The citizens. Again, a gun control group that says we're going to interpret interpret what the Second Amendment says, and the Second Amendment never said that you could carry a gun. <laughs> well, well, well. For for Newtown Action Alliance, the First Amendment, freedom of the press, never said anything about the internet either. So, um, we're going to have to have you go ahead and remove that tweet. Yeah, they're yeah they're not going to do that. No, this is not. the. This is the same group. This is the same person like Poe Murray, who she's been out and said, you don't need an assault weapon to hunt a pig. Because uh, there was a guy who posted on Twitter a couple days ago about hunting wild boar down in Texas. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you don't need an AR-15 to hunt a wild boar. Uh, I said, obviously, you've never been boar hunting before. Yeah, yeah, you do. Like, absolutely, you do. <laughs> because if you were if you were there with a bolt-action rifle and... You, and a lot of times hunters, when they're hunting wild boar, the boar's charging them. Yes. So popping off one shot with your lever action or bolt action rifle, you might not get time for a follow-up shot on a boar. No, no. And there, and, well, and the other thing about, you know, this is not to dive too much into to, to talking about wild boar, but they're highly destructive on the conservation side of things that's that's why we hunt them is because they're highly destructive they're at the level of being a nuisance animal you know so they want them taken out they need the population controlled because the population is out of control do you always find it funny that these these groups like moms the bad action newtown action that say you don't need a ar15 to do this and my, my first response is always, have you ever hunted? Have you ever done this before? Well, no. Then how do you know what I need and what I don't need? Uh, my response is, is, you know, I don't need you telling me what I need and don't need. Well, generally, that's what I always say to them. I'm like, <laughs> um, I don't think anybody needs an SUV. Right. And they're like. Well, I have a right to. No, you don't. Where does it say in the Constitution you have a right to drive an SUV? Right. Doesn't say anywhere in the Constitution you have a right to drive an SUV. And let's keep in mind, and I, I want to bring this full circle and home here in the few, uh, in about the minute and a half we have left. The Democrats are really throwing a middle finger at the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court just came out with the Buren decision that reaffirmed the Heller decision that said. You have a right to a gun that is in common use. Yes. And yet, what are they trying to do? They're trying to ban possibly the most popular rifle in America. Well, and 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 not to to, to drive the point too hard, but not just the most popular rifle in America, but all of the most popular firearms in America. Yeah, because this assault weapons ban literally would ban every single semi-automatic firearm that's out there. Yes. So 
good point to bring that up, Nick. So y'all better be contacting your senators because just by the Supreme Court and the Heller and Buren decision, this law is already unconstitutional. Right. It's already unconstitutional. But yet, do you think the Democrats care? Remember what Jerry Nadler said. Of course, this is legislation to ban these guns because they're in common use. That's what the bill is designed to do. Keep that in mind. We'll be back after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, folks. Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Sig Sauer is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But SIG just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles. All to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well you can sign up for the SIG Sauer Academy. Visit SIGSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SIGSauer.com. SIG Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. 
This is Aaron, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to the American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. Folks, welcome back to the show. Got a story here from A.W.R. Hawkins, and this story is AP Warren's pro-Second Amendment SCOTUS ruling creates open season on U.S. gun laws. Two Associated Press writers warned that on that a June 23rd, 2022 ruling from the Supreme Court has created open season on gun laws. Breitbart News reported the decision of the New York State Pistol and Rifle Association versus Buren in which the Supreme Court ruled that New York's proper cause requirement for concealed carry permit is, issuance was unconstitutional. According to Lindsay Whitehurst and Alana Richer of the AP, the ruling, quote, threatens to upend firearms restrictions across the country as activists wage court battles all over issuing, including uh, in issues including age limits and bans of AR-style guns. Moreover, they suggest that the ruling came at a bad time, one in which President Biden and Democrats are con- in Congress are pushing even more gun control throughout the cro- country. Jonathan Lowry, the chief counsel of the gun control lobby Brady campaign, suggested that the SCOTUS decision means that money they could have spent implementing gun control will now have to be spent defending it in court. Aww. He said, "Basic quote, basically the Supreme Court has given an invitation for the gun lobby to file lawsuits against virtually every gun law in America. On July 14th, Breitbart News pointed to Washington Times column suggesting the Buren ruling puts all types of gun controls in the crosshair of gun rights groups. Breitbart noted that the certain gun controls in states other than New York were done away with shortly after the ruling. For example, 24 to 36 hours after the ruling, California and New Jersey dropped similar concealed carry purchase or permit issuance requirements. Maryland on July 5th suspended its good cause as well. The Second Amendment Foundation is currently seeking a federal ban on all uh, challenges to a federal ban on handgun purchases for people 18 to 21. And the Firearms Policy Coalition is pointing to the Bureau decision as it seeks to have New York's assault weapons ban ruled unconstitutional. You know, Nick, I kind of like that. You know, that the yeah. brain, oh, instead of us spending our money to implement gun control, now we're going to have to spend our money to defend ourselves in court. Oh, really? That's what we've been doing for a very long time. And by the way, uh, we're winning. Right. Welcome to the club. Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the cl- welcome to the club of having to be paid of having to pay for you acting like you're so morally superior that you can demand that people believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of the lawsuits that are being challenged, as, as we said, the uh, 18 to 21 purchase limit uh, mm-hmm. or purchase prohibition, I should say, on handguns. Um, we've been making this argument for a very long time. If you are going to restrict constitutional rights of 18 to 20 year olds, wouldn't it just be easier to make the legal adult age 21? <clears throat> oh, Oh, we can't do that because then we can't send your children off to die in a foreign country for a war that we didn't need. Right. Oh, oh, then you mean we can't then we also wouldn't be able to have these young, impressionable minds uh, vote. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, keeping in mind, we know what the Democrat, the Democrats want to raise the Second Amendment to 21, but they want to lower the uh, voting rights to 16. Right. I'm like, wait a second. You're not an adult at 16. Right. 
Well, why is that? Oh, because most 16 year olds are going to vote Democrat. That's why they want to lower the age. Exactly. That's why. I mean, it's, it's not that difficult to, it's really not that difficult, but the, the thing about the Buren decision, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Nick, but the Heller decision came out and said, it is a individual right. It is not a, it is not a right of the state. It's not a right of the law enforcement or military or militias of the state. It is the individual right. And then Buren comes out almost 12 years later and says, not only is this an individual right to have, it is an individual right to carry these firearms. Yes. And now all of a sudden the gun lobby or the gun prohibition lobby is going, whoa, whoa, wait a second here. Uh, We don't, we don't, oh, it's an activist Supreme Court. It's an activist Supreme Court. We got to end the filibuster and expand, expand the court. In other words, what they're saying is, we're losing, so now we have to cheat in order to expand the court to bring more balance. Right. Absolutely. Well, and that's the Heller decision defined what keep meant in the Second Amendment. That's what the Heller decision did. It defined that keep was an individual right that you could have them. The Buren decision has now defined bear, that it is an individual right to be able to bear those firearms. So no matter what Poe Murray, Shannon Watts, or anybody tells you, I mean, her, her ridiculous mom's demand action, which is a really funny name by the, by the way, their cult of people will follow. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't care what Shannon Watts can say the most outlandish things. And she has, she's probably, Mm -hmm. it might cost her some money. Yep which would be great if that happens, but so. her people will sit back and go, no, no, th- 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 she's right. This was, that was a legally carrying of a firearm. Assault weapons were, and, and yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to have this because you don't need it to hunt a deer. And, oh my God. Right. It's like, um, do you guys just believe all the Kool-Aid y'all drink or? Well, I, and I think it's absolutely funny because if you look into the prohibition, I, I will be honest, 556 is prohibited for, for hunting in the state of Indiana. But why? The why is because the round doesn't do enough damage. Right. But yet, but yet, let's keep in mind, though, Nick, if you listen to these people like Tammy Duckworth and... Uh, um. Shannon Watts and some of these people in Congress, if you get hit by a five, five, six, it's literally going to lop off your arm. Yeah. You get hit by a five, five, six and you're just going to disintegrate. I mean, I mean, I mean the, the five, five, six round is, is, is so dangerous and it's so deadly that if you're, if you get hit with a five, five, six round, it's going to erase your family history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it you know, a lot of places, yeah, the five five six round is not is not okay for hunting. It's not it's prohibited for, for use in hunting because it's not it's 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 not a large enough round. It doesn't do enough damage. If you guys aren't picking up what Nick's putting down, he's basically saying, look, a two two three and a five five six, which is the standard AR platform ammunition, it's not powerful enough to drop a deer. No, that's why you use like a 30 out six or a 308 or 
a two uh, two seventy four. That's why you use those types of ammunition for deer hunting, because a five five six is not going to drop a deer. No, it's not going to drop a boar, not unless you use several of them. The only thing that a five five six might drop are your varmint animals. Yes. Like your rabbits, raccoons, possums. You know, they, to be honest with you, five, five, six is commonly used in coyote hunting. Yeah. Coyotes. And, uh, you know, they use them for boar hunting mainly because you can crank off some follow-up shots. If the first shot doesn't stop. Right. But yeah. You're, I tell you what, go hunt a bear with a five, five, six. All you're going to do is make it angry. Tell me how, <laughs> tell me how well that's going to work out for you. They're I mean, not going to be able to tell you anything because the bear is going I mean, to eat them. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. You could stop a bear with a nine millimeter and we've seen that it's been stopped with the nine millimeter, but the guy literally had to unload his mag into it. Yeah. And I don't think he came out of the situation unscathed either. No, that guy did. There was, oh, did there's he? one, that, there's one that didn't one that didn't. Yeah. But um, so, so, so with a nine mil, you got a 50, 50 shot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, th- this whole thing is that, you know, this whole we're, we're because the gun lobby or the gun pr- prohibition lobby are often trying to ban things that will not affect crime. It will not nope. affect. Uh, they're not used for. I've never seen anybody use an AR-15 to hunt deer. I've seen them hunt coyotes with it. Yes. I've never seen them hunt a, a deer with it. But as you point seen... out here. I've seen them use a five, five, six on, on prairie dogs in cattle fields. Yeah. But like, okay. If uh, to your point, if a conservation officer out here sees you walking through the field with an AR and it's deer season, he's going to have some questions for you. Yes. Yes, he is. (laughs) What are you doing out here? Um, Exactly. But this whole idea that yes, we are looking after the Supreme court to look at this and say, Hey, this law right over here that was passed six years ago under the Buren decision, it's unconstitutional. Right. And that's Absolutely. what we're doing. And and that's what we're doing here. And the fact of the matter is James Lowry over at Brady can complain all he wants about how we've got to spend money to defend lawsuits. Now, Hey, shut up. Y'all get money from Michael Bloomberg and George Soros. So go, venture forth right. and fornicate yourself and uh, bite a big bullet because You've been having us defeat you constantly in the, in courts. And we don't even have the budget that you guys do. Right. You know, Alan Gottlieb made this very clear to me last week. Do you know George Soros and Michael Bloomberg Bloomberg donate to anti-gun candidates and they're, they donate so much more money that it's the entire budget of the second amendment foundation in one year. Oh, I bet they do. And yet we still beat them. I mean, when you start looking at all of the George Soros funded prosecutors across the United States that are being removed from office, uh, he was the number one donor to their campaigns by a factor of being more than all other donations combined. It just, you know, it just goes to show you, and I, you would think that Bloomberg and Soros would learn this, that you can't buy elections, but yet they're going to keep trying it. 
You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Gabby Giffords is pumping $10 million into Texas. Bloomberg's already said he's going to pump $100 million into Texas. They're pumping $100 million into Florida. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything they can to flip these states. Yeah. because And for what other reason? Because they hate you. Mm-hmm. They hate you. They hate what you stand for. I mean, shoot, me and Nick last week were designated domestic terrorists because of what we do. Yeah. 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 I'm on a list. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's just how it is. But, hey, fighting for freedom isn't free. Plain and simple. All right, folks, we're going to take a time out. We'll be right back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect them. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, folks. Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision-making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most, right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins.
This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And Nick kind of segued into the next segment uh, without <laughs> even knowing he did it. And uh, this is uh, this is why we like having Nick on the show, because he knows he kind of knows where we're going. And we Nick, have we discussed anything before the show tonight? Uh, not about the show, no. No. And yet you brought up last segment about George Soros and his district attorneys that are funding. Well, oh, we're going to talk about the one that's getting removed. Yes, we are because it, oh. it has because it has more to do about the abortion than or just abortion there, and that is, of course, we're talking about Ron DeSantis, who mm-hmm. uh, has removed a Soros-funded uh, prosecutor out of Hillsborough County, Florida. Uh, the let me find his name. Uh, Oh, what? Where is his name at here? Warren. Was Andrew Warren? Is that what it is? Yes, Andrew Warren. Yeah, Andrew Warren. Okay. So Ron DeSantis has suspended uh, Hillsborough County District Attorney uh, Andrew Warren because Warren wrote letters that said, I am not going to enforce the law that you guys write. Yeah, and what that stemmed from was the fact that um, – when Florida passed its new abortion law, uh, this prosecutor signed on to a letter basically telling the governor, well, you can kiss my rump. I'm not enforcing that law and there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> and Ron DeSantis went, oh, really? There's nothing I can do about it, huh? Okay, well, as the governor, I'm suspending you. Right. Effective immediately. Right. And. The thing is this, when you dive down deep into this guy's prosecution record, his pro, uh, it's not just the fact that uh, he's not upholding the law when it comes to abortions. Uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Colnster spoke citing the case of a shooting that targeted a young family in which Warren failed to file charges only for the suspect to continue co- to commit more violent offenses. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judge then spoke about liberal cities like Chicago, New York, and Portland that have failed to prosecute violent crimes and the resulting spike in crime in those cities. He noted that if the elected prosecutor who decided which or which and which laws he would not enforce, and does that really keep, keep people safe? DeSantis made a point of distinguishing between prosecution or uh, prosecutional uh, discretion, which is rightly exercised in a case-by-case basis, and the constant stance of refusing to uphold const- the Constitution and the laws of Florida. Nick, DeSantis I, I, is again. Uh, DeSantis is again playing chess, and the rest of the people are playing checkers. Yeah, I mean that's really kind of what it boils down to, you know. Um, you have a job. What DeSantis is saying is you have a job to do. Do it or remove yourself and I'll get somebody who can. And if you don't want to do that, then I'll remove you and get someone who can. You know, to to a particular degree, I understand prosecutorial discretion. You know what I mean? Looking at a particular situation and see if it's if it's worth the use of taxpayer funds to 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 pursue prosecution of someone but that of course in, in discretion there's also it's case by case 
Right. Exactly. It's a it's case by case basis. It's basically going like, okay, you have two people that got DUIs, but this person here, this might've been their first offense. So, right. okay, we're going to give you a level six felony versus a level one, because this guy's been caught doing it multiple times. Right. You know, if you've got somebody that you've been processed, that, 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 that has been in your courtroom 10, 12 times, then it is a judicious use of taxpayer funds to throw every dollar at that case that you possibly can to ensure that that person gets locked up behind bars and doesn't come back out. Or in another prosecutional uh, discretion is, okay, hey, look, you're a first-time offender. If you plead guilty to this, I'll make it a misdemeanor and not a felony. Right. So it doesn't, so it doesn't ruin your life. Right. But, I'm going to give you a chance. But that's not what this prosecutor was doing. This prosecutor flat out refused to uphold Florida law. Mm-hmm. That's basically saying we caught this guy with it on, on a DUI and we're not going to do anything. Right. Or as we pointed out, you had that one guy that shot into that house, that family home shot, just unloaded his gun and uh, I'm not prosecuting him. Right. And we've seen, and we've seen this play out all through the country. We see Kim Fox doing it in Chicago. We see Alvin Bragg doing it in New York. We see George Gaston doing it in uh, Los Angeles. Yes. And has those communities been safer? No. They've been no, worse. They haven't. In fact, I watched a documentary last night on uh, YouTube. It was called uh, um, What is Happening to California? Do you know the two year from 2020 to 2022, the two year homicide rate is almost up 100%? Oh, I bet it is. That is completely un. Folks. Remember the general rule about this. If something's up 5% year over year, that's cause for concern. Right. The two-year average is 100% homicides in right. California. And it's oh. driven by the Los Angeles Bay Area. Yeah, well, yeah, Los Angeles and San Francisco, which, of course, that uh, Booty Chastain or whatever his name is, he's been recalled. Uh, mm -hmm. George Gaston is fighting not to get recalled, but in states that don't have a recall, like Florida, for instance, Florida does not have recall legislation. The governor can remove a sheriff or a, uh, a district attorney who is not doing their job. Mm -hmm. We saw governor DeSantis remove that shooting after, or that, uh, sheriff after the Parkland shooting. And now we see Andrew Warren being removed because he flat out said I'm not enforcing the law. And he was funded by George Soros. Mm -hmm. George Soros was his biggest donor. And yet people wonder why DeSantis is so popular. I mean, the actions speak for themselves. You know, Ron DeSantis is not doing what he wants with the state of Florida that benefits Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is making the decision for Floridians that conserves and protects and guarantees Floridian way of life. That's, how, that's what the governor's supposed to do. I mean, you got to look at it from a perspective like this. The governor of a state is essentially the president of that state. 
Okay. Yeah. And he's your, each, top, he's your top executive. Yes. He's the top executive in a state. Okay. So they're the president of a state. All right. And all 50 states in the union are supposed to operate basically as if they are sovereign countries in and of themselves. That's how yep. it's supposed to work. And the purpose of the federal government is to play mediator amongst those states to keep them together as a single entity. They they mediate trade deals between, for example, Florida, Florida and Georgia. Florida's got oranges and Georgia's got peaches. So they the federal government's supposed to mediate the deal between Florida and Georgia coming to a trade agreement trading oranges for peaches yeah that that's what it's that's what the government that's what the federal government's supposed to do and there's the federal government's supposed to look at florida law and georgia law and indiana law and illinois law and go you want to know what your your laws are so wildly divergent from your neighbors this isn't going to work yeah that's how it's supposed to work that's why we have federal law right so we so we could sit here and say look no state can do this over this state but the thing is this Ron DeSantis is literally, he's, he's fired a shot across the bow. You mm -hmm. think people would have learned after Disney, but apparently they haven't. He's fired a shot across the, the bow. And he's literally mm -hmm. telling them, look, my people want safe communities. My people want uh, to be free. My people don't want government overreach. And these people here, this Andrew Warren, he's not prosecuting people on the, for the benefit of the people of Florida. He's prosecuting people for the benefit of George Soros. Mm -hmm. And Neil McCabe said it best. Neil McCabe said that the Democrat Party is purposely letting criminals, violent criminals, avoid prosecution at the same time they're trying to take away our guns. That way they can say, look, we got to bring the government, the federal government's the only people that can solve this problem. So that's why we need your guns so we can keep people safe. And at the same time, out of the other side of your mouth, well, we can't lock this guy up because he's it's racist to do that. Right. And how many times have we talked about it, Nick? How many times have we talked about these George Soros lawyers letting a violent person walk and literally hours later he's arrested again for committing another violent crime? It happens daily. You know, I understand that sometimes when it comes to the situation, when you're talking about legality of things, you know, obviously the way our judicial system is set up, it's about what you it's what you can prove, not what you know. Like, I understand that. Like, I understand that there are there are obstacles and things that are in the way of attorneys trying to provide for safe communities. Um, but these these district attorneys aren't even trying. They are spe specifically targeting certain groups of people based off of ideological beliefs. And then basically, they, and then these attorneys are prosecuting the Jasons and Nicks in their state and letting the criminals go. Because by having those criminals out on the street, it provides them an opportunity. To convince the, the, the citizenry that's not paying attention to what's going on that you need them. Yeah. And the funny thing is when people like us, when we challenge these liberal policies, what do they often say? 
well, you're the problem. Right. If you would just go along with it, you would see that this is going to work. But because you won't go along with it, you're the problem. Well, if you would just go along with the Second Amendment, you would see that it would work. Exactly. exactly. You're the problem. Just go along with it. Yeah. They never want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they hate right. it. They absolutely hate it when you take their logic and throw it right back at them. Which is something we're very good at. All right, folks. We'll be right back after this. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92 PX4 Storm and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. The SAS is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. Hey folks, welcome back to the show. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, we have my email right there. You can email me at ags19811 at outlook.com. And you can also follow me on all these social media platforms. Uh, we're still working on the Facebook right now. We are having a little bit of trouble with that, but we are still live on Twitch, TikTok, and uh, Twitter. So please check us out there. All right, Lauren Bobert. Oh, man. Th you know what? I, I just her. have to say this. I just have to say this. I opened up this article by A.W.R. Hawkins, and he's got this picture of Lauren Bobert there right outside the Capitol. God, she's gorgeous. I, I love her. I really Does that do. 
Does that make me a misogynist because I think she's a beautiful woman? Yes. 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 yes oh, okay. Well, well, I guess but I'll by be leftist lo- by leftist logic. Yes. Yes, it does. Well, I guess then I'll be a misogynist because she is a she is a beautiful woman, and she is somebody that stands up to the government for all constitutional rights, not just the Second Amendment rights. Um, Bobert was out. This article by A.W.R. Hawkins is. Uh, um, When I first read this, I was like, really? I didn't even know this was going on. This is kind of something that's been going on behind the radar. Uh, Lauren Lauren Bobart, why does the IRS need $700,000 in ammunition for agents? Representative Lauren Bobart of Colorado is wondering why the IRS bought nearly two or $700,000 in ammunition early this year and why IRS agents need guns in the first place. Bobart took to social media and tweeted, quote, the Internal Revenue Service bought nearly $700,000 in ammunition early this year, which begs the question, why do their agents need guns to do their job and who are the IRS arming their agents against? Matt Gates brought up uh, uh, the congressman out of uh, Florida, also bought up, uh, you know, uh, this as well. And Gates suggested a scenario where federal entities are buying up ammo, put citizens in a place where the exercise of second amendment is limited due to the inability to get ammunition. Nick, let's, let's take this from, you know, the first part here, which is Lauren Bober. Why does the IRS need guns? Um, yeah, that's a good question considering that they're a private organization. Why is I mean, the federal government why is the federal government funding a private organization for ammunition? I mean that's that who why do they need guns? I mean half the time I didn't even know IRS agents were even out there because most of the time they just send you something in the mail that hey uh, we're going to audit you and right right like you know you're it's not like they're just going to magically show up on your doorstep so why would they need to be able why would they oh, need you mean to arm like themselves? the ATF does like the ATF does, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, I figured we were going to get into that next segment, so I was keeping my mouth shut on that part. But you brought since you brought it up, yeah, just like them. Well, I mean, I'm just kind of curious because, you know, I've never met an ATF – or a, not an ATF agent. I've, I've never met a IRS agent. I mean, doesn't the only time the IRS agents ever show up is when they're taking your stuff? Yeah, yeah, and they usually show up with law enforcement. Yeah, so – why the hell do they need guns? I thought law enforcement protected us. So why do they need the guns? Yeah. So now we come into the second part, which is Matt Gates going, why do they need guns? And if you're buying up all this ammunition, you're taking that ammunition away from me and you to defend ourselves. Right. I would say the fact that the IRS spent $700,000 in buying ammunition is just one more reason why we need to make sure that we have it too. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you because, I mean, let's be honest, nobody likes getting that letter in the mail from the IRS. I see anything with IRS or Treasury Service on it, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, I, I literally am like, oh, God, I don't want to open this up. Yeah, we get those I, often, I, by the way. Yeah, Cause we, we're, we do. Because we're on a list. Yeah. We're on all the lists. <laughs> just to be honest, we are well, on just, all the lists. Well, let me just put it this way, folks. Um, if you, this new bill that was passed, which really doesn't have really anything to do with um, 
uh, guns. I mean, I guess it kind of does to a certain extent, but that new bill that just got passed um, by uh, Congress, you know, Mm -hmm. they're giving more money to the FBI. Oh, imagine that. And uh, they're giving money for like a domestic terrorism task force or some crap like that. Oh, so Um, I can expect to see agents at my house soon. Cool. Well, we're all going to be audited by the IRS because uh, the last thing I saw was, you know, everybody in the country is practically going to get audited by the IRS this year. So is this why they're buying up all the ammunition? Are they getting ready to do something that's so unconstitutional we would shoot them for it? Probably. Maybe. I mean... I'm not trying to wrap my, you know, I'm not trying to put my tenfold hat on here, folks, but to me, this is dangerous. As it's incredibly Nick, dangerous. As Nick pointed out, the IRS is a private entity. Mm-hmm. And yet the government is arming this private entity. Right. That would be like the government arming Amazon. Why would the government arm Amazon? In some cities, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to do that, but. That's that's a different topic. <laughs> that that's a topic for another show. But um, if, if this is this scares the hell out of me, to be honest with you, because it's bad enough that we got ATF agents that just show up on your doorstep going, "You've done nothing wrong, but we just want to see your guns." Now all of a sudden you, you're talking about armed IRS agents, right? You know, I, I mean, mean, I'll be honest. If the I, if if the ATF show up at my doorstep and like we want to, you haven't done anything wrong. We want to see your guns. I'm going to pull up a picture of one of my guns on on on. It, it looks just like this. <laughs> I'm not even giving them that. I'm just going to be like, well, if I've done nothing wrong, then why the hell are you here? It, then you know, if you've already established that I've done nothing wrong, then me and you have no reason to talk. Right. Um. But this is, yeah, folks, you know, we often talk about 1984. This is what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do IRS agents need guns? Because as as Nick pointed out, nine times out of ten, if an IRS agent shows up at your house, he's with the local sheriff or your city's law enforcement. Right. So if you get any, so if you get funny with them, there's a cop there to take you down. Right. And not only that, but. You knew they were coming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The IRS is going to send you a letter and say, hey, look, you know, in about two weeks, we're going to be coming. Right. Right. We're going to need you to be there. Unless you're one of those boneheads that believes the IRS calls on the phone. Because those people vote, Jason. I know they do. And the, and the thing is this, <laughs> you would be surprised how many people actually get caught up in that scam. And where it's like, look, the IRS will never contact you through a phone. No, you have you can call them through a phone if you're willing to sit for four hours on hold. I've had that happen one time. I had a person call me and they were all like, yeah, this is the IRS and you owe this much in back taxes. I'm like, OK. Um, and I just started screwing with them. And, and, and that was my point of the ATF agent. While, yes, I don't have to give them anything, I am going to have fun with the interaction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sit here let that guy, like, I got him so mad that he, mm-hmm. he called me an effing failure. 
And I go, really? You work for the IRS and you're calling me an effing failure. The only failure is the person I'm talking to on this phone because you can't convince me of your scam. And uh, he's like, yeah, so, you know, you owe this. He's like, do you want my lawyer to contact you? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Have him call me. Yeah, have him call me. Have him get in touch with my lawyer. I'll be more than I'll be more than happy to talk with the, you through him. Right. I've never heard back from them. Imagine that. <laughs> Folks, I know we're having a little bit of fun with this here, but seriously, though, in, in all seriousness here, this is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. This, this is extremely dangerous because, you know, we're asking the question, why? Why do IRS agents need need guns? Why? And if some idiot in Discord, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm I'm going to beat I'm beating people to the punch on this one. If some idiot pulls this, hey, it's your Second Amendment right? Like, what are you always saying? You know, da, 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 da. okay, this is an individual, right? Yes, if he wants to carry a gun, I know prosecutors that carry guns. Doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Doesn't bother me at all. But the question is, the federal government ain't arming these people. All I'm going to say is, is that you believe that the federal government is arming these agents because it is their Second Amendment right, then I want the federal government to arm me as well. Yeah, and I don't want no Nammy Pammy High Pointer Taurus. I want the same crap that the military is getting. Mm. Listen, I am still waiting for the same level of equipment that they left the Taliban. I'm just saying. <sighs> I know. I know. You know how much fun I could have in one of those Hummers? You know how much fun I could have in an Apache? I don't think you know how to fly an Apache. (laughs) No, no, no. Just because you play Call of Duty. (laughs) It's not just because I play Call of Duty. My friend, I have a lot of simulator time. (laughs) I do have a lot of simulator time. Simulator time doesn't make you a I'm not saying that I could turn it on. I don't think I could start it. Because that's a comp- that that is a relatively complicated process. Well, I don't know what I, I would be able to start right it. Now. But if you started you it, I right can now. get it off the ground. You remember that black rifle coffee commercial where the guy's mm-hmm. like, "Get me out of here on your chopper," and he's like, "Well, are these inverted, man?" That's how I see you piloting. <laughs> no, no, I, I I I actually have a lot of like actual. I spent a lot of time in the simulators when I was still in the Air Force. <laughs> All right. Um, next uh, story we're going to get to. This is very interesting. And I think it's because I think, you know, Nick, you called this about a year ago. And I think that has finally come into light now. Uh, Kenosha voters are um, to decide whether demanding sanctuary state status. Um, sanctuary status started with immigration, of course, and it has now spilled over to the Second Amendment. And uh, the county board in Kenosha, Kenosha County, Wisconsin, which is where the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting took place, um, this county board voted 13 to 7 Tuesday night to approve the resolution of um, to go on the November 8th election ballot if the, if the state of Wisconsin should declare itself a sanctuary status. So... Uh, it has the authority to do so. Well, yeah, I'm not saying of the authority. What I find interesting about this whole thing is that we've seen a major turn after the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Kenosha. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that turn happen from where they were kind of like, uh, they were they were kind of really, I don't want to say they were anti-gun, but they were kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we necessarily need that here. Right. And now they're kind of like, yeah, you know, I think maybe we do need, uh, people should be carrying guns around here. And uh, maybe we should be, a, I think if before the Rittenhouse uh, trial and shooting, I don't think you'd have them voting yes to approve for a state sanctuary status. But after that all happened, now we're looking at they're they're saying, yeah, we're we're kind of on board for this. Yeah. And I'm just going to I'm I'm just going to say this. While it's great that they want to declare Second Amendment sanctuary status for the state of Wisconsin and in the Kenosha area, um, that's fine. That's great. I'm glad that they're doing it. But I don't really give. A, a crap at all whatsoever with what they do it's just pandering because to this day gage grosskreutz who was a known felon in possession of a firearm in that particular situation has still yet to be punished for that well you got to keep in mind too and I, I mean i understand where you're coming from on that but this of course that falls under thomas binger's authority to prosecute Grosskreutz. And to your point, yes, Gage Grosskreutz was a felon in possession of a firearm. Gage Grosskreutz was also illegally carrying a firearm because uh, under Wisconsin statute, even though he's old enough to possess a handgun, he did not, he was concealing it and you have to have a concealed carry license in Wisconsin to conceal carry a firearm. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you really want to get technical, Gage Grosskreutz should be uh, charged with at least assault with a deadly weapon because he pointed a firearm at Rittenhouse. That's why he was shot. Yes. Now, of course, in that whole situation, Binger, of course, I'm not going to charge Grosskreutz, but I'm going to charge Mr. White supremacist over here, Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem that I have. And it didn't work out very well for him. No, it didn't work out very well for him. And I and it, it I'm I'm glad that you know the, the jury was able to see the truth of the situation. It still doesn't change the fact that I don't care what you do, because if you're not going to uphold the laws, well then you're you just know, adding I, another one doesn't mean anything to me. I think you're taking this in a different direction, and I agree with what you're saying. But what I, where I'm kind of going with this is that we're seeing the people of Kenosha 
who might have been afraid to do what Rittenhouse did. And now maybe after this trial and everything and seeing that, look, Kyle stood up to the mob. Kyle was found not guilty by a jury of his peers. That maybe the citizens of Kenosha are sitting here going, you know what? Maybe we should have been doing this from the get-go. Instead of instead of instead of a lot of you know letting the people like Binger make decisions on their part. That's where I think this is really going. Although I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying with Binger. And to be honest with you, I think when the next election comes, because Binger looked like just a complete fool in in that trial. I mean, you watch the trial. Tell me that there, you can't tell me that there weren't times where you were sitting there in your chair at home laughing because of the crap that Binger was saying. Uh, when he flagged the entire courtroom. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite was when Binger said, you can't claim self-defense when you bring a gun into the equation. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, I can. And apparently the jury uh, uh, agreed with that. I don't think he's going to be reelected. I hope not. Cause he's I, garbage. I think, I think the people of Kenosha said, wow, look at, at, look at everything that he did to try to pin this kid down. And it was an epic failure. It, it was, it was a complete epic failure. I wonder what the statute of limitations is on something like that. I wonder if would they real, if they elected a different prosecutor, if he could pick that up. What go after gross roots. Mm-hmm. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't see why they wouldn't, but maybe it's one of those things that they're just like, look, okay, he, he got his arm shot off. Maybe that's good enough. I mean that, you know, I was about to actually bring that up. Are they looking, would they look at it from a perspective of, you know, the dude almost died. Maybe that kind of drove the point home. Well, don't point a gun at somebody's head and you won't get shot. Right, right. I think that, and that, and that's kind of where I'm at on that too. You were there in illegal possession of a firearm. Your punishment for pointing the gun at someone was you almost got your arm blown off. But you still have to answer for the fact that you were a felon and you were an illegal possessor. I I do agree I mean, with that. I, I completely do agree with that. On uh, uh, with you because I've said I've said from the get go. Why isn't Grosskreutz being charged? And where did he get it? Oh, who knows where he I got mean, they it. Were I mean, real- that's, that's never came to light where he got where he got the gun. Right. But they were so quick to go after the person that provided Rittenhouse with a firearm. Well, the thing is this. This I, person is a known felon. I know where you're going with this. And, I, and again, I agree with you on that because there are some questions that were left unanswered there. Was mm-hmm. where did this guy get his gun? Well, this guy provided the Rittenhouse and so we're going after him. It was because Binger's big thing was, and this is what we tell you guys all the time, just because now look, Kyle Rittenhouse did everything right. There's nothing he did wrong, but yet an overzealous prosecutor tried to tried to send him to prison for the rest of his life. He didn't give a crap about the other fact that one of the victim, the victims, and I say that very sarcastically, the victim was completely illegal carrying a firearm. But I, I tell you this right now, and this is how the media would have played it out. And Nick, you would agree with this. If Grosskreutz would have shot Rittenhouse and killed Rittenhouse, he would be hailed as a hero. Yes. Even though he was completely in violation of the law. 
And all those people that keep telling me and you that Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderer and he's a monster and everything like that. That's everything that should be labeled at Grosskreutz. He's mm -hmm. the one that was breaking the law. Right. Not Rittenhouse. And just because you say Rittenhouse was breaking the law doesn't mean he was breaking the law. He was found not guilty by a jury of his peers. Correct. And I think, and again, like I said, the, the, the main point of this is I think the people of Kenosha are sitting here going, you know what? This kid did something that we probably should have been doing. And you know what? Maybe it would have been better if, if we would have just got out there and said, no, this ain't happening. If they got out there and said this isn't happening, he might not have been in that position. Exactly. Exactly. But he I mean, should have felt the he should not have felt the need to get out there and do that. He should not have felt the need to get out and try to help people because there should well, have been plenty of people out there already doing it. Well, you know that, Nick, we've said that from the get go. We've said that from uh, when it first happened. There's 100,000 people that live in Kenosha. You couldn't muster a mm -hmm. thousand men. And I say that term again lightly, men, because this world doesn't have men anymore. You couldn't muster a few thousand men to go out there and tell those Black Lives Matter fascists that you're not tearing up our town. You want to march down the street and you want to protest and you want to scream your chants, you go right ahead. But that's it. We did that. We did that with 20 people in Rensselaer. Mm -hmm. We sure did that did. with 20 people in Rensselaer. Hey, you guys have your rally. You march around town screaming Black Lives Matter. We ain't going to bother you. The minute you start tearing stuff up, we're going to stop you. Mm -hmm. And guess what and happened? There were people who showed up to try to stop them anyway, and we stopped them. Yeah, we ran them off. Mm -hmm. Look, we don't care if you don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. They still have the right to do it, period. Right. And we they ran those have people. the right to tear up the town. And we had we ran those people off. But, yeah, we literally were sitting there going, hey. Have your rally. You start tearing mm -hmm. stuff up, we're going to stop it. You had the same thing that happened in Crown Point. Mm -hmm. When all those homeowners lined their, their, the backs of their houses with their guns. Have your mm -hmm. rally. March. You start tearing my property up, I will put a stop to it. Yes. And you want to know what? After that one was said and done and they all met at the park after, after their march and everything, a lot of the Second Amendment people showed up. And they had a really good conversation about how, you know what, we're not here to say that we're going to use force to stop you from saying what you're saying. We're just not here going to allow you to cause trouble. We'll defend you from from anybody. You have the right to say what what you want. They they got along quite well. They had a great party at the park afterwards, actually. But none of the media talked about that. No, of course not. Because the media sees them as the ultimate heroes and they see us as the ultimate evil. Right. And you know, you know what this you know what this whole thing in Kenosha kind of reminds me of? What? Grady Judd. Remember how Grady Judd was pretty anti-gun? Yeah. Until he saw the video in Parkland. And then he was like, Oh my, oh my God. Like, I'm on the wrong side of this. And I think that's I think that's what you're seeing in Kenosha now. I hope so. But I guess the point that I'm trying to really kind of try to make is, is that I've put my faith into 
people who I thought had the potential to change too many times and have it thrown back in my face that I don't have a little, a whole lot of, of, of faith in people changing anymore. Well, you know, and in some cases like that, you're right. But I think, you know, we always talk about your County level governments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's where you can make the real change. And I don't know what, I don't know what's happening in Kenosha because I'm not there, but you know, I think some of those uh, Kenosha County commissioners that looked at it and said, man, maybe we were wrong about this. I hope so. I really you know? do. And, you know, and realistically, let's be honest here. If you're going to make any kind of change, it's going to be at your local level versus a state or federal level. Right. So, I mean, we've worked hand in hand with our county commissioners and, we've seen some people that have kind of been opposite to our, our side of things. And they've turned around and kind of went, Hey, you know what? After hearing what you had to say and hearing what was proposed, I can be on board with it. You know, maybe they had somebody like me up there in Kenosha County that came to them with a proposal like I did with my County commissioners. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean maybe it's something like that. Maybe they had somebody that brought them a perspective that they hadn't seen before. And that's why they got on board with it. You know, and I'm hoping that that's what happened. It would get, it, it would help to restore my faith in humanity if that is what happened. And I'm hoping that is exactly what happened. Unfortunately, um, I'm going to have to wait and, and see the result first. You well, know, think- they're putting they 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 voted to uh, for a resolution to put it on the ballot, correct? In November. Well, what's happening here is each county had to vote whether to support the resolution before it goes to a state ballot. So then, of okay. course. The state, the state as a whole is going to vote for it in November. Okay. But okay. The county, the county has already approved the resolution. Okay. So Kenosha County approved the resolution that was sent down from the state. Yeah. Okay. So the state in its in its entirety is putting it on the ballot. Um, what's that? What's that called? It also it's starts about- with an R. It, well, it's a ballot initiative that the yeah. state will vote on in November, but they, they have to, I think they have to get a certain amount of counties to agree to it before it can go yeah. on the ballot. And it looks like that with Kenosha, Kenosha finally was the one that put it over the mark okay. to do that. But again, you know, if we're talking, if we're having a conversation about the prosecution and, and the DA and stuff, that's completely different to what, we're yeah, talking about yeah. here, which I think you're seeing a change. And you made a point to this, Nick, a long time ago. Maybe people are starting to listen to us and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to get more involved with my local government versus worrying about my state or federal government. Um, I mean, you still I would say you want 80 percent of your focus on your local government and 20 per, and 15 percent on your state and 5 percent on the federal. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, because anything that you push forward in your local government, as far as when I say local, I'm talking about municipality and 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 and, and county. Anything you push there, uh, when it comes to political stuff, it roll political political crap rolls uphill, not down. See everything right. they 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 always say crap rolls downhill, not in politics. It goes uphill. You start at the local level, and it will go up to the state and then up to the federal. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, we're going to take a time out. We'll be right back after this. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Six Hour is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But Sig just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the Sig Sauer Academy. Visit SigSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SigSauer.com. Sig Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Erin, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And uh, the anti-gun groups are going absolutely ballistic right now over two states that have decided to arm school staff or place guns in schools. Uh, The first state is, well, it's not actually the state, it's a North Carolina county adds AR-15s to schools for classroom defense. The Citizen Times noted that the Madison County schools will also have breaching tools and extra magazines available for their rifles. The county decision was reframed as a response to the May 24th Evalde, Texas attack. USA Today reports that Madison School or Madison County Sheriff Buddy Harwood that does sound like something you something you'd hear off of Smokey and the Bandit. That or the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, but that, that that's still pretty cool. Um, the county sheriff pushed for AR-15s following the attack, 
pointed out that he does not want evil people to be able to enter schools and hold up in a classroom with officers powerless to act. Hayward said, quote, hopefully we will never need it, but I want my guns to be prepared as prepared can be. We were able to put AR-15s and safes in all schools in the county. We've got breaching tools to go into those rooms safely. We've got extra magazines with ammo in those safes. So essentially what's happening here in North Carolina is they're not, this county is not arming teachers per se. They're staging breaching tools and AR-15s in safes in schools that way, God forbid, some lunatic comes in and the first responding officer just shows up with a handgun. He has access to an AR-15 with ammo and breaching tools. Right, right. Rather than this way, officers don't have to feel a necessity to retrieve proper equipment for those particular situations before responding. Those officers can just simply respond and the equipment is already on location. You know, uh, I look at them putting that stuff in the school. Uh, it, it, it's like it's like having a sprinkler system in the school for the fire department. I yeah. mean, really, it, you're putting the equipment for the emergency personnel on site. So it's not something that they have to necessarily show up with. You know, I mean. I don't I don't see why there's a you want to make a claim that we need to make schools safer. So then they make schools safer by providing the materials that the emergency personnel will need in order to make the school safer. Should something horribly uh, or, you know, something terrible happen. And now you're mad about that. You know yeah, what I mean? Um, One of the biggest things that they screamed about in the Uvalde situation was that the police officers were not properly equipped to handle the situation. Well, now they will be here and you have a problem with that. So which one do you want? Do you want the, the law enforcement to be able to protect our children or do you want them not? Well, we'll get to the anti-gun response here in a second, because that's going to, that's going to answer your question. Well, come on, Nick, we know we, me and you know, and our listeners know exactly where they're coming from on this. Um, Arkansas, School Safety Task Force put together by Governor Asha Hutchinson because the experts have recommended that there be an armed presence in every school campus in the state. Uh, it, uh, again, it's a 50 million school safety grant that would uh, also direct money to schools for security upgrades, expanding mental health access in schools and establishing behavior threat analysis teams in the school district. But it also are an armed presence in the schools that have the gun control groups crying foul. Now this, this statement comes out for um, from the Arkansas moms demand action, both groups, uh, which is also in, in, uh, in part with uh, every town for gun safety and students demand action, all Bloomberg affiliated gun control groups, both groups, which are part of every town for gun safety network, notice an absence of policies that would prevent guns from entering Arkansas schools. Uh, Arkansas students demand action chapter. Jace Pollard said, quote, students deserve to learn without fear for our lives. And that means real gun safety solutions, not more guns and more officers in the halls. Anna Morshed, a volunteer for Arkansas Moms Demand Action Chapter, said that increasing the presence of armed personnel in schools does little to prevent gun violence 
and it would be another risk to the well-being of students of color. Got to go with the the whole um, got to go thing. with the, the whole race thing there. And North Carolina, they're saying that more guns will not stop gun violence and will not make schools safer. Fact of the matter stands is this, like I've said on multiple occasions, regardless of what you believe, if something bad is about to happen to you, the first thing you're going to do is call someone with a gun. And the next thing you're going to do is pray that they get there in time. Period. I don't want to have to go through that situation. So I carry, I don't have to call someone with a gun and pray that they get there in time. I am someone with a gun and I am already there. All right. So by their logic, this is just simply their logic turned back on them. What they're saying is, is that police are just completely unnecessary, period. Mm -hmm. Because the only way that you could make the claims that you have made in your statements is that is if you don't actually understand what deterrent means. Well, you know, we, we have talked about this on numerous occasions where – and we see this play out in almost every mass shooting that has ever taken place. The minute that a armed response gets to that area, whether it be a school, a mall, whatever, two things or three things actually happen. The person flees, they commit suicide, or they're dropped by that armed person. In all three situations, the minute, the armed person shows up to defend the location, the threat is eliminated. Yeah. And yet, again, and I've said this numerous times, moms demand action doesn't care about your kids. Mm -mm. Students demand action doesn't care about your kids. Brady doesn't care about your kids. Every Town for Gun Safety doesn't care about your kids. And Giffords does not care about your kids. You want to know why? Because they still believe that a sign on the front door of whatever place it is, is enough to protect you. I would go farther with that. I'll be honest. I'm going to come right out and say it. They hope your children get killed in a school shooting. That's what they want. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They hope your children die. That way you get to stay. They get stand on their, uh, the grave screaming for gun control. Yes. They hope your children die so they can make you do what they want. That's what they want. In case in point, look what happened with the bipartisan gun control bill. Mm -hmm. They were able to apply enough pressure so 15 senators on the Republican side would vote for it. And you're right. You're 100% right because they don't care about your kids' safety. They all they care about is banning guns. And if your kids become a casualty be to get their the, the ends justify the means for them is yes. what I'm trying to say. Your kid gets killed. I guarantee you they will be paying you a visit going, hey, we want you to come out and, you know, we want you to be the next Fred Guttenberg. We want you to be the next David Hogg or whatever. Yep. They, That's exactly what's you, going to happen. They want you to come out there and do that because the reality of the situation is, is that as Nick pointed out earlier, okay, you can't have it both ways. You want schools to be safer, but yet you have a problem with armed personnel. And we're not even talking about teachers here. We're talking about, uh, you know, security guards 
the people that they're always screaming are the ones that should only have the guns to begin with. Right. And they're going, no, that's not good enough. No, that's, that's even worse. Right. Exactly. I want, this is what I want. I want anybody who thinks that they are going to take advantage of children to know that if they are going to try that, they are going to fail and they will die in the process. And nobody will ever remember your name because nobody will care. We have said this on the show numerous times. Instead of there being a sign that says no guns allowed, there should be a sign that says highly trained armed staff. If you attempt to take another child's life, it will be met with deadly force. Period. And let's put our criminal cap on here. If I want to kill as many people as I possibly can, do you think I'm going to go somewhere where I know there's going to be a gun there? No. Again, why has there never been a mass shooting in an NRA convention? Because it's why, not going to work. Why has there never been a mass shooting at the National Shooting Sports Foundation SHOT Show? Why has there never been a mass shooting at the USCCA convention? The answer is very simple. Because there's of, people with guns there. All of the potential victims are armed. That's why. They're afraid of their intended victim. And that's where it all comes down to. Like, okay. See, these people who do these things, they do these things because if they rack it up a, a high enough body count that they'll be immortalized on television for the next month, for the rest of their lives. That's what mm-hmm. they want. All right. They're not even really that afraid of dying. That's not, no. that's because that's why they shoot themselves or suicide by cop at the end of it. They're not afraid to die. They're not afraid to take lives. They're afraid of not being remembered. And you want to know what? Nobody remembers somebody who tried to break into a school and shoot up a bunch of kids that didn't shoot anybody and just ended up as a blood stain on the sidewalk. Nobody well, remembers that person. To your point, Nick, and, and we're going to use this in the last minute, to your point. Everybody remembers who the Columbine shooters were. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers who the Sandy Hook shooter. Everybody's going to remember who the Uvalde shooter was. You know whose name they won't remember? The guy down in Indianapolis in Greenwood. Nope. They have no idea what his, I don't even know what his name is, but I know who Eli Dickin is. Yeah. Nobody's going to remember the fact that he, because he was done in 15 seconds. Yep. But again, gun control people and 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 mom demanding moms and keep thinking that a sign is going to protect your kids. I'm here to tell you it won't. We'll be back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most, right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And uh, article here by Cam Edwards. Uh, Nick, we we called this one, too. Uh, An unforeseen consequence of one of the state's largest gun control measures in California AB uh, 2571 was meant to destroy youth shooting sports in the state. Just a few weeks after Governor Newsom signed this bill into law, it is already having its intended consequence. Several youth shooting sports leagues in the states, including those affiliated with the USA Clay Target League, have suspended their operations over fears that even hosting a high school trap shoot could lead to tens of thousands of dollars in civil fines and or arrest. Over at The Reason, J.D. Tuxel notes the law was billed after a measure prohibiting gun companies from marketing to minors, which in and of itself raises First Amendment concerns. But Second Amendment groups like the California Rifle and Pistol Association were warning that the legislation would really intend to choke off support and even knowledge for the right to keep and bear arms for future generations. Uh, Democrat Assembly person Rebecca Barra can said, quote, California has some of the strongest laws in the country, and it's unconscionable that we still allow advertising weapons of war to our children. When Governor Newsom 
signed or she huffed in a a press release when Gavin Newsom signed the measure on July 1. But actually, the law goes well beyond restricting targeting advertising. It language could easily be construed to encompass youth shooting sports teams, firearms publications, and activism organizations. Arguably, a Christmas story might not pass muster over young Ralphie hanking over a Red Ryder BB gun. And that's why legislatures were warned by legal experts that their bill didn't just thread into territory protected by the First Amendment, it stomped all over it. A gun magazine publisher, for instance, or a gun advocacy group that publishes in a magazine would likely be covered by a firearms industry member because it was formed to advocate to use and or have ownership of guns, might endorse special products and product reviews, and might carry advertising for guns, cautioned UCLA Eugene Volkoff in testimony that dubbed the measure unconstitutional. So we talked about this weeks ago when Gavin Newsom signed this into law. And one of the things I said was, okay, so we can't, we, we literally could be in trouble for doing this show in California. Yes. Is literally what we we could be in trouble for. And yet Gabby Giffords, Shannon Watts, none of them have a problem with going and speaking to kids about gun safety. But yet, right. if I was to teach a gun safety course online in California, I could be in trouble for that because I'm advertising to a minor. And time out for just a second. I would like to make the point to anybody who's going to hop in your Discord and say, California can't do anything to you, Jason. You're in Indiana. It's a different state. Yeah. Yeah, they can. San Mateo County sent three sheriffs to the state of Indiana to bully someone in their private business. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even about guns. Yeah. The fact of the matter is we do have a lot of constitutional issues here with this. Um, Advertising falls under the First Amendment. Yes. This isn't just a Second Amendment issue. This is a First Amendment issue. Um. Remember back a year ago when I told you about in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County passed an ordinance saying that any contractor that was coming into work in the county had to uh, had to report their affiliation to vaguely if they were affiliated with the NRA vaguely. Well, they got sued and it was ruled unconstitutional because why does this contractor, if he's affiliated with the NRA, why does that matter? He's there to build you a home. He's there, he's there to build you a, uh, a bridge or whatever. None of that matters. Right. But here, and we talked about this. Well, you're going to sh- shoot down youth sporting and gun safety classes for youth in California. Right. Well, guess what? That's exactly what the bill was designed to do. Right. That's exactly what it was designed to do, because the other thing about it is, too, and this is another step in the process of creating bad things, creating the opportunity for bad things to happen, because multiple studies have been done, and it's been proven under these multiple studies that good gun safety education in youth reduces the amount of gun violence and accidental death by firearm Mm -hmm. it's proven yeah it is they're eliminating that they passed a law saying that that is now illegal to do that 
Well, and I mean, let's let's look at it this way, okay? Eliza Dickens. Where did he learn how to shoot? His grandpa. He did it all on his own. Mm-hmm. Well, in California, a grandpa can be fined for teaching his kid, his grandson, mm-hmm. how to shoot. Right. That's what this law does. It effectively is saying, well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and say you can't advertise the youth. And then it's a, it, basically what this is, folks. And Nick, correct me if I'm wrong. This is a blanket ban on teaching gun safety to children. Yes, that's what it is. It's a gag order is what essentially it is. It's a gag law. And the, what's, what makes it even worse is the fact that you have these shooting sports uh the U.S. Clay Shooting Foundation, which mm-hmm. I think I think I got their name wrong, but you know they do this clay shooting with high school students. Yes. Well, we can't do that now. Right. They can't do that now. Not in California because we're going to get fined. We're we're going to get fined. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get slammed. We're going to everything like that. Right. And yet, you know, now you've taken something away from kids. Nick, let me ask you this question: Have you ever taken anybody to the range? And shot with them, and they've left out and said, that is horrible. I never want to do it again. No. No, I haven't had that happen. Neither have I. I've had had people go to the range and shoot a variety of firearms, and they say they never want to shoot a particular firearm again, but not ever, not shoot at all ever again. But the point, yeah, the point is they didn't walk away going, God, that sucked. I don't ever want to do that again. Right. Okay, this is an opportunity, and as you said, statistics have proven that children that are brought up with firearms and taught proper safety techniques, you reduce the risk of accidental death. You you reduce the risk of accidental injury. Yep. My four-year or my, well, he's five. Now he turned five just a couple days ago. My five-year-old knows not to mess with a gun. Right. And that's great. So in California, would I be in trouble for teaching my five-year-old? What under a, the, uh, under what the vagueness of that law? Yeah. Yes. So now we're opening up the door to more accidental homicide or not homicides, accidental death mm-hmm. and accidental injury, because these kids aren't going to be able to know what a gun is and what a gun does. And, and, and what is the, and then what's going to happen? then that's going to provide the opportunity for the gun violence archive to go ahead and inflate their numbers even farther. Well, they're already doing that now. Remember, you know, the argument that uh, Congresswoman Maroney made that more kids dying because of gun violence than even cars. And then when we look in the age group, we see that they've added 18 to 20 year olds. Right. Exactly. And it's because like, I mean, if you, I, I mean, I'm just going to just hammer them with a technicality. By using their logic to add 18 to 20-year-olds, their explanation for using 18 to 20-year-olds, that explanation applies to everyone. So technically, anyone who dies in an incident when which it involves crime is a kid because we all have parents. That's how we got here. Mm-hmm. When we talk about kids, we're talking about minors. We're talking about children. We're talking about those that are 17 years old or under. Well, to your point here, Nick, do you have a kid? Do you have a key to your dad's home? Yeah. Okay. According to Brady, 
if you were to go to your dad's home and God forbid a gun killed you, you'd be considered a child death. Yeah. Even though you're 41 years old. Yeah, I'm a 41-year-old grown man. And I'd become part of that statistic. Just because you have a key to your father's home. Right. That's that's their logic on full display. Mm-hmm. You know, they say California is the safest for gun control. We're safest state because of our gun violence, but yet California has more mass shootings than the other state. All right. They are the safest for gun control, not safest for its people. Gun control is real safe. <laughs> gun yeah. control doesn't get attacked in California. It's real safe there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, folks, this is this is Gavin Newsom doing exactly. Again, we've talked about this numerous times on the show. This is Gavin Newsom right here going, I hate you. I hate mm-hmm. the fact that you have a Second Amendment right. I hate the fact that you want to own a gun in my state, so I'm just not going to allow it. And here's the kicker of it, Nick. You had people in his own party going, hey, Gov, we don't think this is going to work. Right. It's not just the Second Amendment issue here. It's the First Amendment issue. Right. This isn't going to work. And you know what he said? I don't give a shit. I almost did it, John. (laughs) He's like, I don't give a crap about that paper in Washington, D.C. that says you have the freedom to this. I know better than you. Right. So shut up, peasant, and do what I tell you. Ah, Gruesome newsome, man. I deserve to have a $1,200 a plate meal during the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, because I know better than you, peasant. Shut up and pay your taxes. Right. Slave state. That's why I said it's a slave state. Mm-hmm. And not the kind of slaves that you idiots out there um, that hate me and some of your hate mail. That's not what I'm talking about. You are slaves to your government because your taxes pay this idiot's salary. <laughs> God almighty. All right, folks, we're going to take a time out. When we get back, we're going to have some emails and tweets that uh, I think Nick's going to get a kick out of. We'll be right back after this. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight.
A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And it appears Nick is. Uh, it appears that Nick has uh, vacated his studio, so we'll bring him back in when he shows back up. All right, um, we got some tweets and emails here that we want to talk about here towards the end of the show. We uh, got some really good ones here. Uh, the first one here is by Lori Lightfoot. And the reason this tweet is so funny is because we have the, uh, we have the numbers to back up our claims here. And Lori Lightfoot, she came out and posted a tweet, which had to do with Indiana's, um, their, abortion law, which we're going to, we're, we're not going to talk about here, but uh, this tweet here by Lori Lightfoot is something that is hysterical. Lori Lightfoot tweeted out, quote, to the women of Indiana, Chicago doors are open. We unequivocally respect you and your healthcare decisions. Chicago will continue to remain a safe haven for those who seek reproductive care. You have my word. Now this was some of the response from the people who responded to this tweet. And this tweet was out on August 6th. So yesterday, uh, let's see here. Brian Lynch, 23 people have been shot three fatally in Chicago since Friday afternoon. Nice job, Lori, Chicago, safe Haven, LOL. Anyone going to Chicago for an abortion will probably get shot. Uh, Please, 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 please never, ever say Chicago safe haven crime rate. Then one person said, dear people who don't live in Chicago, I walk, ride a bus and use public transportation regularly, safely and able to enjoy all the city has to offer. Headline sell stories and dig, dig a little deeper. And this person wrote, the numbers don't lie. Nick, here's a photo of this chick. Do you think she's living in some of those neighborhoods that are being, uh, yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, <laughs> where's that one? This is a really, really good one. Oh, here we go. You're going to like this one. Jack Pimpton said, quote, ironically, people retreated there to escape your COVID regime or retreated from there to escape your COVID regime, which forced women to leave the labor force in order to take care of their kids as the unions continued to help you make Lives miserable for Chicago. Hashtag unlivable. Nick, Chicago a safe haven? There's nothing safe about Chicago. <laughs> At I'm, all. 
I, I had to go here because the numbers don't lie. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the numbers do not lie. 23 people shot Friday afternoon alone. And yet we're going to be a safe place for you to have an abortion. Yeah. You can go up there to get your abortion, but you're probably going to get shot in the process. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like another one of the one of the articles I was reading about. Uh, the city of Chicago pl- pledges to uh, have an increased police officer presence at CTA stations. Yeah. With but what yet they don't see anybody. Yeah. And they actually have to have a press conference on Monday explaining what they're doing because nobody can see what they're doing. Yeah. Everybody's out there going, Oh, what, where are these cops? You know, I, if I think I read this article correctly, I think they said that the Chicago police department was down 500 officers. And I said, I have a feeling it might be more than that. I think they might've left off a zero. Yeah. I, I, I think there might be more than 500 officers, but let's just go with the flow here and say that their 500 officers is on point. That's a lot of freaking officers. Yeah. That's more people than what we work with in our entire plant. Yeah. I mean, that's, double. yeah, that's, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jill uh, email from South Carolina says, quote, it's actually a good question. I am pregnant and I love to shoot. When would probably be a good time to stop shooting? And that is a very good question. That is a very, very good question. Um, Unfortunately, there's never been a study done on this. No. But I would say probably after you find out you're pregnant, stop shooting. Yeah. I mean, to be on the safe side. I mean, I can't tell you a hundred percent that, you know, wait till you can shoot up until your second trimester or, you know, I know the baby can start hearing in the, around the second trimester, but I'm also talking about like the percussion force of you firing the gun that could possibly be unhealthy for your baby. So I mean, maybe I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think the best piece of advice that could be given in that particular situation is listen to your body. If it's something that's really, really uncomfortable, don't do it. You know what I mean? If if you if you're if it's hard for you to stand to shoot, if it's hard to get out to go to the range to shoot, don't do it. You know, it's not something that needs that that you should force yourself to go partake in. I understand that you enjoy it and that's fantastic. And I'm glad that you enjoy it. Um, But, you know, you got to listen to your body because if you're doing something physically harmful to your body during the course of your pregnancy, your body will tell you. The thing is this, and I'm going to take it kind of a step further here. Um maybe I can get one of my friends to look into this one of my investigative journalist friends, but um, you do understand that you're handling lead when you're with ammunition, right? Lead is bad for a pregnant woman. So that's why I said the minute you find out you're pregnant, you should probably cease your shooting unless it's a life or death situation. I'm not saying you can't carry your gun, 
because you can't ca- if you carry a firearm, which you didn't point out in your email here, um, you could still carry your gun. But as far as ham- handling ammunition and things like that, I would say I would cease doing that. Um, and I don't know if the advice of talking to your doctor would even be <laughs> would even be good because I don't know what a doctor would even tell you in this situation. Yeah, that's mad props. That's a good question. That's good. That info that it does that does invoke some thought. You know what I mean? Like I I would have to put some thought and some research into that because that's not a question. Uh, that's a perspective I've never actually come up with on my own. So you know, like I said, I still stand with the, the with the listen to your body. You know, if you're doing something that is causing you physical discomfort, don't then don't do it. Um, and that's often. I got this email four days ago and I was literally like, I'm like, I will address this on the show this weekend, but I really don't know how to answer this. Yeah. You, you, you kind of have me at a loss on that one, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we'll reach out to some resources and see what we can find out to see see if there's additional information. That's a good question. All right. Uh, Danny in Helena, Montana. Wow. I didn't know we were reaching out in Montana. That's cool. Awesome. Um, you guys have often cited, uh, different gun grabs like Ruby Ridge, Waco were gun grabs. Is this what we can expect coming down from the new ATF director and in Joe Biden's America? I don't know if you're going to have something on the scale of Ruby Ridge or Waco, but yes, I would expect it. It's already happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I will say that, uh, the, 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 the situation is primed for those type of things to happen. Um, but I also believe that unfortunately a majority of Americans will probably just lay down and roll over. Cause you're when weak. presented with these situations. Cause you're weak. Um, I'm not going to necessarily say that it's, it's weakness. Um, you know, you know, there's he, who, who he, 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 who survives to, 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 to fight another day, you know, so to speak. No, I, Um, I, the reason I say, the reason I say it's weak is because that you're weak is because you have people like the guy in Delaware, when the ATF showed up on his doorstep. He could have easily said, you don't have a warrant. You've already said, I've done nothing wrong. Get off my property. Yeah. Instead, he complied. Yeah. I mean. And that's what a majority of Americans will do. That's yeah. That's what they're going to do. Whether you want to define it as weak or or, or whatever, you can define that however you see fit. Um, But yeah, that outcome is going to be what the majority, the vast majority of the incomes are going to be and the outcomes are going to be. Um, and the other thing about it is too, is, is that like, like we're, we, we find ourselves in a particular situation. Like, listen, um, like we said earlier in the show, Jason, we're on a list when they show up. If, if they show up to our houses, they're coming strong. You and know I'll, this, and I'm waiting for him. You know, and I'm and I'm waiting for him too. Are there those of us out there who are prepared to do what needs to be done to defend ourselves? Yes, absolutely. Um, 
I just don't think that there's a lot of people who are necessarily informed into what that's actually going to entail. Well, um, that's what we that's what we do here is we inform people that this is happening. Look, mm-hmm. you're not Ruby Ridge and Waco. Yes, they were gun grabs. But guess what the but guess how the media spun it? The the it goes back. This is how deceitful right. the media is. The media spun the family at Ruby Ridge. They're just crazy people up in the mountains with guns. They spun the Waco cult as this is an evil cult that's going to kill Americans and stuff like that. That wasn't the case at all. Am I saying that what was happening in those two particular spots weren't illegal? No. But what I'm saying is the government literally said, oh, okay, they're not harming anybody, but we're going to go in and take their guns anyway. And And those people said, no, we're not doing that. And to this day, as we talked about with in Delaware, you had the ATF show up on this guy's property and say, you done nothing wrong. We ain't got a warrant, but we need to make sure you have the guns that are on your your list here. And then you had the other ATF agent who was taking pictures on her her personal phone of records of gun sales. And then you had the ATF agent, I think, what was it, Arizona, that was arrested? I think that was the same ATF agent that was taking pictures of uh, the because no, this was a male. That was a female agent that was at the. No, I'm talking about the one that have. Have you seen that? No, it was, I haven't they seen released that. the body cam footage. Local law enforcement arrested an ATF agent because he was trying to bust his way into an immigrant's home to find firearms. Yeah, so you see, it's already happening. the The bottom line is this, folks. Your government is coming after your guns. Whether you want to believe that or not, they are coming for your guns. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to they're just not going to roll up to your house with a tank like they did in Waco. Yeah, and and that's the other thing about it too. They know that trying to disarm the large the the the, the largest majority of the population of the United States in a fashion like Ruby Ridge or Waco is not going to fly well. So they're going to come at you from a different direction. They're going to do it a different way. They're going to do it by making it highly restrictive. They're going to make do it by making it so that the purchase of ammunition is next to impossible unless you're a multimillionaire. Things like that. That's how they're doing it. All right. Well, that was a good email. Uh, I hope that is informative. And just keep in mind, folks, We uh, that's what we do here. We inform you. So... Until next time, I want to thank Nick Messer for joining me on the show. We will be back this week with more American Gun Show. Until then, take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, it's our rights, our fight.